The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by BlueChew.com. Get the chewables that give you the confidence you need and the performance you both want when it's time to have fun. BlueChew.com. Use code Vegas for $20 off your first order. Now, Waddle and Sylvie. This is Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. So we were sitting here at about 540 yesterday and I saw Cranes had a story that came out earlier in the 5 o'clock hour. And again, like in these, this day and age where Twitter is now X and there's a lot of fake stories, I'm like, no, this can't be a real story. White Sox can't be 30 games under 500. That's got to be fake, right? <laughs> no, that's real. Oh, that, that's, okay. that's, that's getting close to being believable as they approach that mark. But that uh, about selling the team, like the selling the team portion or we're moving out of guaranteed rate field and like the headline said something about moving or moving out of guaranteed rate field. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. No, this is then I looked at the uh, website. This is Crane Sh- Chicago business. This is as real as it gets as far as Chicago business news. And we clicked on it and we read it and. You know, it, it, it talked about um, the lease expiring six years from now. And this is this is the time that you do have to well, start thinking about it. Well, that's what I was wondering. It. I was wondering, it seems a bit premature. Is, is Jerry just trying to, to tell you not to look over here, look over here? But I guess the Bears have got five or six years on their lease left as well, right? Or they least, got eight. N- no, they, they, they got more. Yeah. yeah, they've got more. And and look, they've got a bad deal. Right. That That's that's why they want to get out of theirs. Right. I mean, they don't... Jerry's got a sweetheart. Deal. Yes, that's the thing. The Bears want to just do it because they, they've got a bad everything. So they're, uh, the the thing with the... the if, if the Sox do want to build a stadium, they've got to figure out where they're going to build it. Like they, they may want to build it in the south suburbs. Maybe they do. Maybe they want to get in with the Bears somewhere. Maybe they want to go somewhere in the south suburbs. Maybe Jerry is just looking to get another good deal from the stadium authority here in the state of Illinois. The way he got this, for the people who aren't aware, um, the White Sox wanted a new stadium here in the state when they had Old Comiskey Park. And Jerry threatened and he threatened and he threatened that he was going to move to Tampa St. Pete. And it was really close, supposedly. Went down to the wire and then the state of Illinois, like, right at a midnight negotiating session. And this is when I was still young. Big, big Jim Thompson, the governor at the time, approved it. He ended up going to jail at some point? No, no. I don't believe Jim Thompson did. Okay, good for Jim. because Yeah. No, no, the Thompson Center is right behind us. Gotcha. Google it. Uh, double double check that I got my governor history Governor's right. Governor's in jail. Go I, ahead. I don't believe Jim Thompson ever went to jail. I, I believe he was one of the Illinois governors to not go to jail. But get, Big Jim, I believe, got the deal done with Jerry at the, at the last minute where he saved the Sox from going to Florida and going to Tampa before the Rays were down there. Jerry wanted to take him there. And he threatened them, and he threatened the state. And and with the threat, and with it really going down to the last minute, 
he got everything he wanted. And I mean, like this, this deal, like, again, think about that. If I don't get two million people in my ballpark, I don't have to pay a cent for the lease. Nothing. I don't owe you a a, a thing to make this my home. I don't pay anything. I don't pay mortgage. I don't pay rent. Nope. Jim Thompson, not a governor that wants a crook. So good call. Yeah. Call by you. You know your governors. A, A little bit. And so he got it done, and, and, and Jerry got the deal. So maybe he's looking again. He's threatening Nashville. Now, Nashville wants a clean slate. Baseball wants Nashville to have a clean slate. They want them to have a expansion right. team. And, and, Meller, weren't you telling us yesterday or in the, the pre-show fist fight that, that Major League Baseball has a say in stuff like that? Oh, yeah. There, it's never a straight shot as to, like, it's not always the highest bidder. Right. There have been, in the past, Bud Seeley, Bud Seeley has famously directed which owners were actually awarded the franchises when they were up for sale. And I, I think there's been speculation at times as to Jerry Reinsdorf actually having a hand in helping to determine which people actually got to buy which, which franchises. So I guess the moral of the story is, is even if Jerry wanted to move this team to Nashville, Major League Baseball may put a block on that, Yeah, right? yeah. Or like, they may want just a clean, fresh start, a new expansion team there with no ties to an existing Major League. So I, I think, A, he's floating it out there. I'll do this. And he knows it worked for him in the past with the threat of Tampa. So, look, I'm going to float it out there. Nashville wants a team. This could be Nashville's team if I don't get what I want. Number two, remember, a lot of Sox fans have been out there saying, sell the team, sell the team, sell the team. Yeah. And, and, and he's like, you know, Jerry, this, how stubborn Jerry can be. Jerry's like, oh, 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 you want me to sell the team? Well, I may sell the team, and I may sell the team to Nashville. So don't be so uh, hating of old Uncle Jerry over yeah. here because... It could be worse. I could sell the team and they could move them out of Chicago. So don't be bad-mouthing me so much. I'm just telling you the way someone could be thinking here. Um, Of all the threats, that seems to be the most unlikely outcome, correct? Wouldn't you say? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And, And... and I think this is he wants something, and 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 maybe eventually the Reinsdorfs do sell. Maybe it takes, maybe he passes, maybe maybe he decides eventually he'll get a a group that will offer him something that he can't refuse. Um, whatever it, but I believe the White Sox will probably end up staying and and be here. Whatever the circumstances are with the new ownership group on the on the south side, whether they get a new stadium or not, we will see. But it, it's just interesting. It's like you said, Waddle. The the optics, like this has Oof. been, it has been a pure nightmare for Sox fans. Like they can't get anything right. They're awful on the field. The optics off the field is terrible. They can't get along in the clubhouse. They fight with the other team. Um, they don't like each other in the clubhouse. The owner doesn't want to address the situation. The same two guys who have run the team poorly for multiple decades, continue to get to run the team. The manager doesn't seem to know what he's doing. Nothing about this team is likable. And then the owner puffs his cigar in front of it saying no comment. And then when he does want to comment, he's like, oh, yeah? Well, maybe I'll move the team to Nashville. Like, 
uh, this this working class fan base that just wants to love it can't can't do anything to wrap its arms around this team because they're so unlikable right now. It sounds a lot too like look, uh, this could this could be Jerry trying to to get a a, a good stadium deal which would lead to an enhanced value for the franchise that he is maybe positioning to sell. So is this team worth more if they've got an existing contract to build a brand new stadium with good a good lease set up? Is it a more valuable franchise to sell at, sell at that point versus where they are right now? I don't know. I, and so like from a business perspective, probably. this is probably a good decision on his behalf, but to the to the average White Sox fan, it's probably the last thing that they want to open up the newspaper and read about or hear us talk about is that a team that is massively underachieved and has been so unlikable in the process, the owner's more worried about a, a new sweetheart stadium deal than he is about fixing my team. And in the meantime, it doesn't look like there could be any changes inside the franchise to try and fix what they do on the field. One thing that has driven me crazy as a Bulls fan about Jerry is always if he has shown as much passion about his team wanting to win as he has about winning a bargaining deal, I would be cool. Because, in, and he's been quoted many of the years throughout his ownership of both teams about his want to winning a deal. That he always, he doesn't want, you know, when it comes to negotiations, what have we always said? It's got to work for both sides, right? A good trade is when both sides win. His view of a deal is when he wins the deal. Decisively. Right. Whether it's in 94 and he's on the owner's side and the World Series got canceled. That wasn't good for anybody. But he he led the way with Bud Selig and he wanted to win the deal. It pained him that he had to pay Michael Jordan in 97 and 98 $30 million a year, despite that he was the greatest basketball player ever and that he was winning a fifth and a sixth championship. Whether it's broadcasting deals, whether it's um, negotiations with players or with managers, he wants to win the deal, not equal. And he's passionate about that. When have you ever heard the passion from the owner about winning games, winning championships? Well, he's actually said in the past that it's more profitable to finish second or third, right? I mean, in so many words. That's, he's been, he's, some other people have said that. I, like, I don't know if that's ever true or not. He had some very interesting comments, too. To Rachel Nichols in his most right. recent, right? You know, we could bring that back. That he was yeah. What wasn't there a quote close to that, Mallor? Maybe yeah. you could bring that back. Let's take some calls on this. Three. How do you feel about this, Sox fans? And and like what, like the hell that you've been through this year, and then to read this, and what do you think the play is here? Three three two three seven seven six. Mark in South Bend. You're on ESPN one thousand. What's up, Mark? Hey, Sylvia. Tom, how you doing today? Good, Mark. Yeah, I've been a, a lifetime Sox fan. I'm 66. Went to my first game when I was eight. Last game I went to wasn't was back in 2018 when uh, when the Angels came in town at the end of the season to see Otani and Trout play. 
the thing of it is, uh, Reinsdorf, when he bought the White Sox, uh, not just the White Sox, baseball as a professional sport was kind of on a low end. He bought in at the right time with it, with Einhorn and his investors. And then, uh, you know, shortly after, he bought the Bulls and hit a pot of gold with that, uh, with the Jornier and Ben. But Reinsdorf has always had enough partners, and they would have enough of an interest to just make uh, keep turning annual dividends and raise the, the appreciated value of it. And as he's like getting into his, uh, his uh, mid late 80s now, I think this doesn't surprise me at all that he's about him and his partners now are about ready to cash it out. Yeah, uh, Mark. I mean, look, that would be my interpretation of it. Is is that this is he's trying to position himself in a good financial manner with regard to eventually divesting himself of the team. But then I would ask, I would ask the question. Is this team any more valuable if, in fact, he's got – if you're buying this team for excess of, you know, probably over a billion dollars, right? If, if oh, he yeah. sells a oh, team. Yeah. Okay, so well over a billion dollars. Are you going to be want to be the one that makes the decision on what the next stadium venture is going to be? So if he's I, out I there trying so. to cut a new deal for the franchise, that I would think would just hand, – handcuff the next owner if in fact he sold unless there's opt-outs for the for the team yeah i don't i don't i don't know i i don't know the incentive for for bringing this up at the, at this time i just Bro- don't brian and bolingbrook you're on espn 1000 what's up brian hey what's going on sylvie i'm glad you brought that up you know i was at work yesterday about to shut off my computer and that email from cranes came through and i'm like what what the heck could this be and as soon as I opened it up, I, I read the article. I got to tell you, I was furious because, you know what, it, Jerry's timing is impeccable. This um, this is nothing but a diversion, you know. This is Jerry's way so that he doesn't have to apologize to the fans for the subpar performance that he's putting out on the field. And another thing, too, as far as the Sox ballpark, you know, it was constructed in 91, I think, it's been under at least two, maybe three renovations. That ballpark is better than most ballparks that are younger than that ballpark. So the fact that he wants another ballpark is ludicrous. There's only one thing that's missing with that ballpark, and that's a winning team. And that's what he owes us, the fan. And so, you know, it's just all this is Jerry's way. I, I don't know. I think the guy is completely insane. But you know what? Hopefully the Sox stay in Chicago. Lifelong Sox fan, like most of the other guys that have called in here over the weeks and months, it's just so hard to watch this team right now. It's not even funny. Right. That was my first response too. I mean, I said it yesterday when I heard the, the when you read the article or the headline was, "Don't look over here, look over here." I mean, the easiest way to try and and, and get the attention away for an underachieving team on the field. And all of the difficult questions that people have for the ownership group is to start talking about a different topic. Now, I don't know if that was the incentive for this or not, but like the questions are still going to be asked about whether or not changes are going to be made inside the management, the front office. Well, like that's where you would hope the internal discussions are are happening. You could do both. Of course. But but like the internal discussions you want to read about is We've got a sleeping giant. We do have a pretty good stadium. We do have a passionate fan base. They will come and they will fill it up if we 
if we win, if if we develop players better, if we figure out how to keep our players healthier, if we nurture our players better, if we do all of this better, and, and instead we still have a guy running the team that hasn't built anything. So instead, you know what I'm going to focus on today? We need another sweetheart of a deal yeah. six years from now. Exactly. Chris, driving. You're on hey. ESPN 1000. What's up, Chris? How you guys doing? Uh, yeah, Jerry Jerry should wear all of this as he's a managing partner. And, I, you know, for 50, um, 50 years I've been a White Sox fan. It's been 50 years of utter futility, even the year they won. It could not have been more of a roller coaster when they almost lost everything in September, but they won. So very happy about that that I saw that. But how come nobody puts to task or asks questions to the other partners and asks them, why do you accept this? Other than taking the money, you were never in this to be a winner. And I think that personifies what Jerry is. He is not a winner. He, he just placates things to make things better for the people around him not the people who support his product. I think I think so it's it, I, I think it's what you said Chris. I think it's because of the money. I think he because yeah. he's lined all the partners and their shareholders with lots of cash. No, understood. But the, the partners need to be taken to task as well about why don't you do something to promote to be to promote more of a winning attitude with that with that franchise. Yeah, but I don't, Chris, I, I understand the, well. I understand I mean, the frustration, Chris, but, but, but you're asking minority partners, people that don't have the ability to make these decisions to actually be the, the vehicles for change when they're making a poo ton of money. Like he's not, he's the minority partner. He's the managing partner, but among all, most of the owners, he's a minority. He owns 12% of the yeah, team. it's not. I guess that's my point is, you know, Melody Hobson buys 30, 33% of the team a year and a half ago. I'd like to see her stand up and say something about, hey, let's be progressive here and do something to make this team well, That's fair. That's fair. I mean, Chris, thanks. But, but I think what you said earlier is the key here. I mean, nobody's losing money here. Everybody is making a good return on their investment. So maybe that's why there's less, less being talked about. Uh, Jeffrey on the south side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jeffrey? Hey, guys, thanks for taking my phone call. You got it. Uh, something I haven't heard from anyone about this Jerry looking to move his team somewhere else. How much of us having a new mayor in this city, the Bears looking to leave, and Jerry's seeing the opportunity to say, you know what, this might be the chance for me to get something out of this. Let me go out and threaten you know, to, you know, to move and see if I get a sweetheart deal. You know what I mean? Sure. I, it, look, I, 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 you know, I, I, I think it's, it's not a bad thought about la- taking a look at the landscape right now and, and seeing that the city's on high alert about losing teams. And, and yes, that maybe they can get something out of this too. Yeah, it just it, it just seems like the best time for him to come out and start saying something about you know the you know the team and deflecting the way the team's playing and you know trying to get something for himself for it. So you know, the, thanks for the call, Jeffrey. I did a poll question, and there was a lot of belief amongst our listeners. There's only been 1,200 voters so far. You can vote on my Twitter handle at Waddle and Sylvie. It's brought to you by your local Chicagoland Toyota dealers. There's a lot of belief, though, that they may move out of state um, on, on the voting. 
Uh, so they took this story seriously. Here's, here's how I uh, phrased it. Where will the White Sox be playing their home games in 2030 and beyond? So that's six years and beyond. Um, and I gave four options. The south side of Chicago, elsewhere in the city, the burbs, or out of state. 46% of the people said the south side of Chicago. But 28.1% said out of state. 16.4% of the people said the burbs. And 9.5% of the people said elsewhere in the city. I'd still vote on the south side of Chicago. That's where I would still go. But I, I just don't think that, that moving this team out of the city is, is ultimately the destination. Or for, I don't think that's where they go. Like, again, if somebody else owns a majority value, would that person have... I know Jerry has controlling, you know, the, he's basically running the team. But if you own 30% of this team, your voice would be pretty loud. Yeah, well, right. He's the, he's the, part, the right. managing partner. Managing partner. Well, Meller, Kevin, you guys are Sox fans. Where do you guys think your White Sox are playing in 2030 and beyond? I think eventually the plan is for the Reinsdorf family to sell this franchise. And I do believe that it makes much more sense if you're buying a team like the White Sox to look at a place like Nashville. I think they'll be out of state. You do? Wow. Kevin? Yeah, I agree with Meller. Wow. I, I, I think that uh, makes too much sense not to, to go down there. I mean, it's a you know, market that's growing that has uh, you know, a minor league team that does really well in attendance. Uh, I think it makes too much sense, and that's unfortunate because I am a huge White Sox fan. As you guys know, I'd be devastated. But um, I think that's the way it's going to shake down. I just, I just what think they're the going to get an expansion team rather than an existing team. I agree with you there. What, what is the motivation for moving this team out of Chicago? Because you, you don't want to be the second fiddle in a two-baseball team town? I think, like, look how long you've had as the White Sox, you know, the White Sox have had in the south side to make inroads. And, I mean, this is anecdotal, but it feels to me like the fan base is drying up like well is it drying up or is the the, the management of this team drying up i think it's both no, and the way well, they no, manage the team the management you know? is responsible for why their fan base is depleted absolutely sylvie but you know Where's you can only go so long and eventually at a certain point you know you're, you're you, you keep making your fan base you know you put a bad product out there time and time again at a certain point you know you can only I can only burn my stove on the hand so many times where I'm like I'm not going to touch it anymore. Well, I I'm know, done. But, but guys like you are out there, Meller. There are many people like you out there. But how many times, like you just said, can you get burnt and want to go out there when when this team has been mismanaged through all of this? But that's my point. Is because it's happened like that. If I'm an investor and I'm purchasing this team, I'm looking at the Cubs. The Cubs are the are, listen. I'm a Sox fan, but I will admit the Cubs have a bigger fan base than the White Sox, right? So that's that's you're you're going uphill if you're purchasing the White Sox from what, the Ryan. What Star. are the rules with regard to purchasing a franchise and moving it? I mean, listen, baseball I'm, makes it up as they go yeah, along. Yeah, they do because look at the, the, with, Expos, with Oakland, the and, Nationals. Yeah. yeah, they 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 they've swapped teams before, didn't I, they? Didn't the Expos and and. And Nationals? Well, what was the so swap? The with the Expos, Expos and Marlins yes. and then the Nationals? They swapped or something? The, 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 the Lorias who owned the Expos took over, like, the Marlins, right? And then the Expos moved to Washington where the Learners 
I don't know if they were the original owners when they went there. Yeah, but there. Jeff, like, okay, you said Nashville. If you're Nashville is a, is, is a prime location at, at these days. Nashville has wrapped their arms around that hockey team. They obviously feel very good about their football team. It is a growing city. It is a place where people want to do business. Do you think really that Major League Baseball is going to allow an existing franchise to move in there? Or are they going to save that location for an expansion team to start fresh and start new? I mean, it's listen, I think both are viable. I, I, I don't know. You know, it, it's what's the appetite for expansion as well, right? Like, that's the thing. I think they want to tap into that market, certainly. And if it's just like, it's like look at Oakland, right? The way if, if they don't get if baseball and the franchise doesn't get what they want, they're they're always eyeing up the next market. So Oakland's moving to Vegas in all likelihood. Yep. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to weigh in on this crazy, I didn't think 24 hours ago we'd yeah. ever be talking about this. But uh, we are, and uh, we're not talking about how bad the baseball team is this year. But this is this is an all-encompassing how bad the franchise has been thing. It is, but for the moment, we're not talking about how everything's been mismanaged. And yeah, that's we are though. That's backwards thinking on their part if they think that we're we're looking over here now because this is an all-encompassing on how poorly they've been is. managed. Well, until they decide to answer questions about why the team isn't performing well and what they're going to do going forward, especially with how the team is run and who's running it, I, I, it's a giant mystery. You want to continue to take the sure. calls because yeah. we got full phone lines on this. We could do it during Waddle's World, and um, and then Big Cat's going to join us at four o'clock. We got there for five. Waddle's going to give you the injury report out of Bears practice too. It, it, it wasn't great, and the Bears lost a player today early at practice, a significant p- player. We'll see how long it's going to be, but Waddle will give you the update coming up next. Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. Usually we do Waddle's World at this time. But and we by the way, Waddle's World usually calls. brought to you and always brought to you by Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us member FDIC. Real quick before we get back to the White Sox calls today at practice, Tremaine Edmonds was back. Tremaine Edmonds was back in, in here thing. today. Yes. Uh, no uh, Eddie Jackson, no Jaquan Brisker. No Chase Claypool, no Ebner, no Jalen Jones, no Josh Blackwell, no Demarcus Gates, uh, Dial Cole, Tevin Jenkins not out. He's not day-to-day. Matt Eberflus says he is week-to-week. Yannick Ngakwe was not at practice. Neither was Demarcus Walker. Uh, I believe Cody Whitehair was late to come out to practice for whatever reason. I'm not suggesting he showed up late to practice, but he came out on the field late. He's got a bad right hand, so Lucas Patrick is getting ramped up and playing center, and Cody Whitehair is playing left guard. And Darnell Wright went down with an ankle injury and left practice and didn't come back. So really, right now, if I'm reading this correctly, the only guy on their offensive line that is playing the position that he was designated to play when camp opened and is healthy is Braxton Jones, your left tackle. Right. Did I get that right? Courtney did tell me that... Uh, Darnell Wright getting hurt in the 11-on-11 was getting the ankle taped, but it was at the very end of practice. 
So, like, maybe if this was earlier in practice, maybe it would have come back. I, so we don't know. We don't know. But Matt Eberflus didn't get the report on it before the press conference. Not that he would tell you about it anyway. Right. He would only tell you it's day-to-day or week-to-week. But, like, a lot of these day-to-day injuries have been week-to-week. Do you so know what? Like, Eddie Jackson was week right. been week-to-week. Brisker's been week-to-week. Brisker's been out. Like, look, I, I'm... Walker's Again, I'm been not, week to week. I'm not sounding the alarm. I'm just saying to you, the Bears have had a, a, a group of guys that haven't been practicing for several days. Either they're being tremendously cautious or guys are a little bit more banged up than maybe we thought. Either way, you got yeah. 19 days before the opening game of the season. So take some magic pills and get healthy. Yes. Do, are, do those exist? I don't know. Where, do, where can sure. I get them? I don't know. I would love I, a magic I'd like pill. a handful of them right now myself. Yes. But I uh, look, again, I, as I said yesterday, I'm not sounding the alarm. I'm just telling you I'm a little unsettled. Yes. Is where did, I'm at. Did you give the injury report? Oh, it's brought to you by Costa Ivoni Personal Injury Lawyers. Uh, all right. You want to take more of these calls sure, here before yeah. we get to Listen, the funny stuff? If I'm a White Sox fan, I'm not happy. I'm most not happy. Are most unhappy about them not being a better baseball team on a night in and night out basis. Jerry on the south side. Is this the Jerry on the south side or just a Jerry on the south side? Or is this any Jerry on the south side? Or is this Harry on the north side? Is this Perry on the west side? Yellow. Jerry Maybe is not could, there. Yeah, listen, if you want to go back to some nonsensical stories, you know, I can do it. I mean, you know, if Waddle's world was dead, maybe the destiny is 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 chicanery and nonsense, and it's not really actual. We could give it another conversation. chance. Uh, Scott and Carol Stream. Is this the Gentlemen, Scott and Carol Stream? Or a Scott the, and Carol this, Stream? Let's call it the Scott, right? The I Scott. can be the Scott if you want me to be. That's good, yeah. There you go. How you guys doing? We're good. Good, good. Um, get it out there. I am a Sox fan, and I see three ways out of this. One, sell the team. Two, move the team. Or uh, Jerry nope. goes on to the afterlife, right? Um, so sell it. Move it. Get, get out of here, right? Because I'm done with it. I, I, I'm, are I'm you, so, Scott, seriously, are, I'm, you, are you done with this team, or is this just frustration no, bubbling to the surface? I haven't, I haven't watched any games this year. I'm done. I'm done because it's not going to get any better as long as Jerry's the managing partner. So here's the deal. Go ahead and move the team. Make your money somewhere else and go upset a whole other city. Do it. <laughs> Just go. I don't care. Go. You do because, care. Because I mean, you're not going to make it any better. Aren't it's you rooting for him better. to sell the team and a new ownership group rescues it here? Okay. Good point. Point taken. Maybe I'm that mad. I'm seeing red right now. I'm just seeing red. That's the issue. I'm just so fed up with it. That's what it is. Because how many chances? Get Ke- it, try to do something. Get Kenny out of there. Get Rick out of there. Chris Getz. Player development. What? I mean, you want to talk about loyalty, and you got Chris Getz doing player development. Was he developed? I mean, I mean, Luis Robert came in, right? And he was just in talent, period. I mean, I think he. I don't think there was any development with that at all. He's just a talent, and he's great. He's 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 going to be a great player as long as he can stay healthy. Tell me anyone that they've actually developed. No, I mean, I mean listen, Cats, pitching. What are you doing? Think about players doing? too, like Nick Madrigal's now starting to contribute in a, in, a, in a viable manner with the Cubs, right? That's oh, yeah. what I'm saying. 
Right? It, it's, it's Andrew insane. Vaughn has not been the player that you no. hoped he would be based on where he was drafted. No, absolutely I mean, not. And, the, and, you know, you want to go way down the rabbit hole. How about you get rid of the strength and conditioning coach, the trainings, the trainer? Because, I don't know, Eloy, God forbid, he hits a ball and he runs. He's going to break his leg. I mean, Scott sounds no a lot like George, our Bears fan, doesn't he? Is it George, our Bears fan, who's, who's horny a for a little Justin? bit, a little bit, okay, a little less. Same vibe, same yeah, vibe. Little it, more, little more. You know, dialed in or dialed, dialed in? Or are you saying back. that George isn't dialed? No, in? I mean dialed back, little dialed back. But I can dial it back more, no, we, me, but it, that, that's it, what I think. It says on the screen here, Scott, that if yeah, if if the Sox left Chicago, you would become a Cubs fan. Hundred percent. I'll support Chicago. Absolutely. I'll do it. Now, do you root for the Cubs now? So, here, I, let's put it this way, right? I'm a Chicago fan. Okay. okay. You're one of those. And and when the Cubs play the Sox, I'm all about the Sox. Love the Sox. But, you know, hey, if the Cubs are doing good, good for them. At least it's something to watch at this point. My God. You know, it's fun. They're in a race. They, they actually made a signing. Like, holy, holy crap, you know? <laughs> you know, you, you know what? Bellager. I say this as well, and I wouldn't overlook this. They're a likable team. They, they, they just, you know, there's something about a team when you can actually label them a likable team that makes watching them more enjoyable, obviously. What do you think, if I did a poll question, because this is the next poll question I had in mind. If I did a poll question for Sox fans, if the Sox left town... Would you root for the A, the Cubs, or B, any other Major League Baseball team? What percent would choose the Cubs? Well, I think if we're talking, you know, serious Sox fans, a very small, yeah. very small percentage. 10%? 15, maybe. 10, 10 to 15. Kevin, you said you would root for the Cubs. I think he's screening a call, and he's a Sox fan. Yeah, yeah, I'm rooting for the Cubs as far as this year goes. Yeah, and that's a first for me because I wow, I'm a very much uh, provincial, uh, tribalist White Sox fan. I, I've actively rooted against the Cubs anytime they were in the postseason. See, that team on the South Side has broken their fan I base. Think that's what Would happened. you see the sadness in Carmen DeFalco's eyes on a daily basis when baseball is part of the discussion? Like he is. He's just a broken soul. He wants to be a part of the conversation, and he has nowhere to go. No. Like, Carmen loves baseball. He loves his White Sox, but he loves baseball. I think the White Sox have actually sucked the baseball joy out of his body. I don't even think he enjoys talking baseball these days. So, like, we were the nerdy kids now that have have become cool, and now all of a sudden we're cool enough to be your friend? Is that what you're saying? That you're 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 gonna join us? Well, you you're calling yourself the cool kids as the Cubs fans? Is that what well, you're we saying? Well, we were the nerdy kids. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm asking in Kevin's eyes yeah. what we were. Now all of a sudden he was, he, was, he was dog cussing you six right, months ago. Right. Now all of a sudden he wants you to buy him a cold he, beer on the north side. He was he was putting poop on our doorstep, yeah, in lighting a bag, it on fire, lighting it on fire, ringing our doorbell. Now he wants to be part have. of the the, now, the Cub Snake now, up there on the north yeah, side. But yes, exactly. You're Cub Snake guy up there now, aren't you? Hey, man, it's a, it's a good vibe yeah. going on up there, all right? You know, I can get on the Cody Bellinger, a Dansby Look train. Look at you. Look at I'm you. I'm saying this is what they've done my whole life. I was so anti-Cub, laughed whenever they would lose in the postseason, relished it, and now 
I'm singing Go Cubs Go. I think that Kevin and <laughs> I, I think Kevin and Miller just bought a little playoff package together. Two whoa, tickets whoa, whoa. for lo- every no, home no, no, game. No, no, no. Don't know. Don't know. Kev can have his own opinion. Yeah, Miller's not doing that. I, I'm not. No. Hey, hey, holy mackerel. <laughs> no doubt about it. I the mean, Cubs I mean, are on their way. You may look at the Cardinals a little bit here, but <laughs> the Cardinals. You know, Miller's cheering against you. Anybody oh, but yeah. the Cubs. Yeah. Mike in Palatine, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Mike? Hey, guys. So what you guys are talking about is, is really interesting. Cause me and, I'm a big size fan, and me and all my buddies and family have been texting, calling the last pretty much last 24 hours talking about this. If they were to move, there's such a sense of fatalism as a Sox fan, unfortunately, because they, while you're right, they've sucked all the life out of us. To the point if they were to leave, it'd be sad, sad, I'd cry, cry. And then I feel liberated. And that's a horrible thing, right? You ask, Sylvia, yes, could you be a, a Cubs fan? I can't imagine any way that would unless they ripped off the Band-Aid for me, if that makes any sense. See, this, is, would, what, this is what I don't get, mm. Mike, is, is, like, look, everyone talks about, well, this, nothing's going to change until the owner expires. Like, there's another option that is, doesn't include somebody expiring. It's... Pivot and change who's running your program. Change your organization. Do This isn't working. It hasn't worked consistently over the course of an extended period of time. So we're going to make some significant changes and try to get better results. I think yeah, that, like the Cubs have done, like the Blackhawks, like the Bears have done. They've changed yes. organizationally. They change everything. They don't do that. So if they were, to your point, Wild, they were to change, to bring in a new ownership, does, you know how ownerships are. They want new stadiums. They want new fan bases. They want new, new, new. You, there's nothing wrong with guaranteed race bail. There is nothing wrong with Sox fans. We are the most loyal fans, I believe, of anybody. Maybe not the numbers Cubs fans are, but we're very loyal. But it's not sexy. It's not what the new thing that people want. Nashville and other places are. I, I, I feel like you know what's sexy, Mike. Someone. Winning, winning is yes. sexy. Winning is 100%. sexy as hell. And sustained winning 100%. will will make that sexy. Yes. But like, winning is hard. Starts, and you have to but spend But if someone's going to want to come in and flush this thing down to the studs, yes. you'd have to do. And you would have to. You're right. And but I'm happens, saying, Mike, Mike, I'm saying the owner can do that. The existing owner can do that. He doesn't, he doesn't do have it. to sell or expire for things to get better. But he's shown you he doesn't want to do it. That's what that's frustrates right. me. I would me, say that's, that's what, what frustrates would frustrate me most if I was Mike. That's right. His yeah. loyalty his loyalty to Kenny Williams, his loyalty to John Paxton, his loyalty to these guys, and he keep, they still are giving paychecks for nothing because they did great things. 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, they didn't. And, yeah. And, Kenny, I could yeah. argue that Kenny didn't really do anything great. You know, like yep, Frank Thomas, it was easier to part with Frank Thomas. He did great things. He got mm-hmm. rid of Michael Jordan. He got rid of Scottie Pippen. He got rid of Phil yep. Jackson. They did great things. But yet, he but he keeps Kenny Williams. He's been loyal to Kenny yes. Williams. He's been loyal it to makes, these guys. It makes and no sense. just to look at it internally. At least... I mean, hey, it took the McCaskies 100 years to do this to realize that Ted Phillips is not doing it. They said, we need an outside guy. And yes. the White and, Sox and, and the Bulls won't do it. And look, Mike, look at the enthusiasm Thanks, and the optimism that exists now. Now, again, the Bears have to deliver on they it. They do. But, like, I think you even defined it as the most, however you said, as the most important offseason in, in Bears history right. because of all of the changes that were made. And there is, this team won three games last year. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, and the optimism is is coming out of the faucet. It's not dripping. It's 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 pouring out of the faucet right now. They set the table perfectly. Now they got to cook a meal. Of course, the, the cooking and the meal is the hard part. But, but I think, they did set the table nicely. But I'm telling you, I think on the south side, if they decided that look, this hasn't been good enough, we will accept responsibility for this not being good enough. We're going to pivot and move on. We got a new set of eyes, a new set of ears. We're doing things different now. We are going to make changes. I think that that would invigorate White Sox fans. As a group. Yeah. You got a goofy story or two? Uh, I may. may And and then we have a Barstool Big Cat to weigh in on this. He pulled a prank on somebody yesterday as well. We'll talk about awkward handshakes on national TV. A lot of good stuff coming your way next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. And this was a really interesting story. Well, maybe we could talk about this later another time. But real quickly, uh, John Rahm talked about gambling distractions happening every single round. He says it happens way more than you guys think, it, that spectators are attempting to distract golfers for betting purposes. Mm. Players hear about gambling every single round. He says, I mean, it's very, very present. And golf spectators are very close. And even if they're not directly talking to you, they're close enough to where... If they say to their buddy, I bet you 10 bucks he's going to miss it, you hear it. Ooh. He's suggesting that, you know, that some of the behavior on the golf course by fans is is driven by different wagers. Well, that maybe if it made. wasn't so damn quiet on the golf course, they wouldn't hear it. You know, if there was real crowd noise. Firefest is back. Yeah, Fire this is Fest crazy. Two. Who's Sold out. How is that possible? Sold out. The first round of tickets are sold out. Well, shame on that. The first 100 tickets for Fire oh, Festival 2. Well, that's the first, that's the first, you know, how many do you think they, they didn't sell 60,000 tickets before? Where Where is this at? It's going to be, this is what they say, Fire Festival 2 set to take place in the Caribbean at the end of 2024. So there's a lot of Boy, vagueness that's, that's attached a, to Fire Festival. That's a year and a half away. Yes. Uh, if you can believe it, the first 100 tickets for Fire Festival 2 are already sold out. The sale date for the next batch has not been announced, but prices will start at $799. <laughs> All ticket sale revenue will be held in escrow until the final date is announced. This is from Billy McFarland, the man that was arrested and sent to jail for fraud uh, for fraud so many years ago. Do you believe there are 100 people dumb enough to buy those tickets? I believe there's a thousand people dumb enough to buy those tickets. <laughs> what do you mean? Did you really just ask me? He, he, he's he's selling you tickets for the ultimate party. He can't possibly make the same mistakes this time that he made the last time, right? Oh, it's going to be better because he no learned details. from his mistakes. It's just. Do a, you think he wants to go back to jail for the same mistake? No. I don't think he does. Oh, so oh, sure. here's a thousand dollars. Yeah, keep it in escrow. Yeah, for a year and a half. No details on. Any sort of acts, any sort of place. I'll get back to you when uh, when we've found a specific date and a specific Caribbean location. Yeah. Any chance of a remote Waddle and Sylvie broadcast from Fire Boom. Fest too? There you go. As long as, yeah, we could go to the Atlantis. We could broadcast I, I don't from think, there. Well, yeah, no, I don't think that Fire Fest is being held at the Atlantis. Well, that's where that's where our broadcast would be from. Okay. But then we wouldn't be at Firefest. We'd well, just be we'll, at the Atlantis. We'll commute from there. Okay. I'm in. 
All right, that's it. All right. Coming up next, Barstool Big Cat. Um, he made TMZ. Again, I'm oh, sure this what, is. What is how oh, many come times? on! I'm sure I, he hasn't made T or he has made TMZ. How many before. times has Barstool Big Cat made it in a featured TMZ story? I'm going to set the line at two and a half. Okay, we'll find out coming up next.